The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's always good to get to Friday, don't you think? Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, September 24th, 2021. Friday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Rupert of Salzburg, possibly descended from the Merovingians and claimed by the Irish as one of their own. St. Rupert was Bishop of Worms when Childeric III asked that he evangelize Bavaria. Well, Rupert traveled to the Danube where he converted Duke Theodore II. The Duke gave him land at Uvavum, on which Rupert established the Abbey of St. Peter and the Nonberg Convent. Rupert also converted pagan temples into Christian churches and established the salt mining industry, from which the city takes its present name, Salzburg. St. Rupert of Salzburg died about 710. St. Rupert, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that we will all make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here is today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Right from childhood, I love playing games, both indoor and outdoor ones. And I have come to learn about several new games that have come out, especially the online ones. In fact, Many times some meeting kids, when they see me with a phone, the first thing they ask is, Ah, Father, do you have a game in your phone? I do like to play these games with my friends. It's a way of spending time with them, though it helps to set time limits to them for the sake of other important things. Jesus, here present, you are my friend, our friend, with whom I like to spend at least 10 minutes daily, whether I'm at home, on transit, or even at workplace. May I ask you directly, Jesus, do you like gaming? What sort of game would you like to play? Yeah, let me guess. I know of an old and popular game titled Hide and Seek. The seeker would first close his eyes 
and count up to a certain number while the rest go to hide. After counting, the seeker then goes to find them all one by one. The last to be found becomes the winner. It might seem that, Jesus, you are playing the game with your disciples. Looking at the gospel that we read today, according to St. Luke chapter 9, now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. First, you have been alone before ever the disciples came to be with you. Why were you alone, Jesus? We are told that you were praying, but at the same time, you went to hide. Maybe you could say you are playing the hide and seek game with your disciples. I could imagine them calling out loud, Jesus, Jesus, and you there, you remain hiding. But what I find unique is that in your hiding, you pray at the same time. In a way, we can even say that you played hide and seek game with your father, God. And you invite us to play the same game with you and with your Father God, helped by the Holy Spirit. This is what prayer consists in. When it seems that God hides, we go in search of Him. We play the hide and seek game with Jesus. And once the disciples have found Jesus, He goes on to ask them, Who do you people say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. Then we could imagine Jesus shaking his head as a way of saying, nope. Others say, Elijah, nope. And others, one of the old prophets has risen. And again, nope. It reminds me of the Who Am I riddles that we also enjoy at home with aunts or with our siblings. And sometimes we engage ourselves with our friends in this way. Maybe, Jesus, you do like to share one of those who are my riddles with us. If I were to ask, for example, when I am visible to you, you cannot see me. But when I am invisible, you long to see me. I am plenty with someone patient, but all the more scars with a hasty one. I am greater than all, but still in control of those who value my existence. Who am I? Think, one of the tricks usually is to ask for repetition or for several chances of guessing. Okay, here's a shorter one, if that seemed difficult. I'm the son of water, but when I return to water, I die. Who am I? Jesus, surely you know the answer already. So now it's your turn to ask. Without preambles, Jesus directly asks us, as he does in today's gospel, who do you say that I am? Before ever we could say anything, to our greatest surprise, Peter himself answers, the Christ of God. Guess what? He got the answer. And you, Jesus, you admit it, as we are told in Matthew chapter 16. It's remarkable, for the first time ever since Jesus began walking and preaching publicly, someone openly calls him by his surname, we wish to say, the Christ of God. Yes, everyone knows him as Jesus and sometimes of Nazareth, because he comes from there. But Peter calls his full name, Jesus the Christ of God. Initially, we sought for Jesus and found him praying, that is, talking to God, his Father. And suddenly, Jesus began conversing with us, even for ten minutes, as he freely did with his disciples. So they too had been conversing with God, though they might not have fully been conscious of it till this moment. 
Thanks again to St. Peter's confession. It is clear now. Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God foretold by the prophets. He's not just one more spiritual figure. It's thrilling, right? Listen to what Pope Francis, the successor of St. Peter, said recently in a document he released referring to young girls and boys titled Christus Vivit, Christ is Alive, Christ Lives. In number 81, titled The Attractiveness of Jesus, he goes on to say, Many young people are fascinated by the figure of Jesus. To them, his life appears good and beautiful because it is poor and simple, built on sincere and profound friendships, given for his brethren with generosity, never closed towards anyone, but always open to gifts. Still today, the life of Jesus is profoundly attractive and inspiring. For all young people, it is a provocation which challenges them. The church knows that this is due to the fact that Jesus has a deep bond with every human being. So, Jesus, I could share what I have with you. Even my flair for gaming can be of interest to you, Jesus, if I let you join me and guide me. For example, I could share with other siblings my game. I could help coach someone on how to play it, even one's parents. Keeping a timetable, respecting the other players, playing fairly, overcoming frustration or annoyances when I lose. This can be ways, Jesus, you teach me how to play my games. So Jesus, with Peter's answer to your question, who am I? We could say that the game is over. What next? Rather than allow Peter to brag about his new discovery of Jesus' identity, the Gospel still says, But he charged and commanded them to tell these to no one, that is, that you are the Christ of God. Jesus, it should be quite the contrary. Have you not called me a Christian precisely to know you and to proclaim you before my family, friends, and all others who may not have known you? Why do you now charge and command us not to reveal your identity to the others? your surname, the Christ of God. Maybe we're in for a fresh game, the assassin, usually played in college and high school. It has many versions anyway, but the simple version I know of this game, the assassin, consists in the official selecting one or more players as the assassin, who secretly go about picking any other player and considers that player eliminated. The surviving players will have to investigate in order to discover who the assassin is, while the assassin tries his best to conceal his identity. The game comes to an end once the assassin is caught or every other player is eliminated. Now, returning to the gospel, Jesus charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, that he is the Christ, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Anyway, Jesus, I think what you are doing is beyond the game. It will be trivial to reduce the whole event to just a game. Say the assassin, neither are you in espionage. Though there is some similarity as far as hiding one's identity is concerned in order to achieve a target. The difference here is that Jesus forbids his disciples from revealing openly his full identity, not in order to kill someone else but to be killed himself, to die, and finally to rise. In a way to Jesus, you love to win. 
by accomplishing your mission here on earth to save me and to save my friends and my family. But it seems that you want to lose first on suffering, dying, and rising. For this, he charged and commanded them to tell this to no one. Whatever unnecessary show could hamper Jesus' mission, for instance, a public acclamation of his kingship, of his being the Messiah, forgetting that he has to suffer and die in order to save us all before rising. At times, too, it might not help to go bragging with God's name or Jesus' name or to use his name in vain. In this same way, we don't want to claim to be Christians for personal gains at the expense of God's glory. How do I know then when to say your name, Jesus, Christ, God, and when not to say it? We will say it whenever it allows Jesus to fulfill his mission. Otherwise, let's keep from saying it. The second commandment says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord's name is holy. For this reason, man must not abuse it. He must keep it in mind in silent, loving adoration. He will not introduce it into his own speech except to bless, praise, and glorify it. I'm reading from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 2143. The Catechism also encourages us to keep God's name holy and forbids abuse of God's name. That is, every improper use of the name of God, Jesus Christ, but also the Virgin Mary and all the saints. In prayer, Jesus, we learn to call you Jesus with respect and love. In fact, I learned how some kids who listen daily to 10 minutes with Jesus spend the time counting the number of times Jesus' name comes up. Keep it up, we will see. We wish to call you Jesus often during the day as well and to obey you when you say we shouldn't say your name for unholy reasons. That way you can fulfill your mission in me, my family and friends. Mother Mary, Mother of our Savior, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 17 minutes past the hour. We'll begin praying today's hours in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. It's Friday, September 24th, 2021, Friday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church now as we begin the liturgical day, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will, will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea 
to him the dry land too for it was formed by his hands come then let us bow down and worship bending the knee before the lord our maker for he is our god and we are his people the flock he shepherds today listen to the voice of the lord do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness when at meribah and massah they challenged me and provoked me although they had seen all of my works forty years i endured that generation I said they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not know my ways so I swore in my anger they shall not enter into my rest Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning. is now and will be forever amen come let us give thanks to the lord for god's great love is without end rise up lord and come to my aid rise up lord and come to my aid o lord plead my cause against my foes fight those who fight me take up your buckler and shield arise to help me o lord say to my soul i am your salvation but my soul shall be joyful in the lord and rejoice in his salvation my whole being will say lord who is like you who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly they repay me evil for good my soul is forlorn glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now and, and will be forever, forever. amen rise up lord and come to my aid All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather they gather and mock me they take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces they provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now and, and will be forever, forever. amen all powerful lord stand by me and defend me My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. 
O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. On the tenth day of the month beginning the twenty-fifth year of our exile, fourteen years after the city was taken, that very day the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me in divine visions to the land of Israel, where he set me down on a very high mountain. On it there seemed to be a city being built before me. When he had brought me there, All at once I saw a man whose appearance was that of bronze. He was standing in the gate, holding a linen cord and a measuring rod. The man said to me, Son of man, look carefully and listen intently, and pay strict attention to all that I will show you, for you have been brought here so that I might show it to you. Tell the house of Israel, all that you see. Then he led me to the gate which faces the east, and there I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. I heard a sound like the roaring of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. The vision was like that which I had seen when he came to destroy the city like that which I had seen by the river Shabar. I fell prone as the glory of the Lord entered the temple by way of the gate which faces the east. But Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court. And I saw that the temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. Then I heard someone speaking to me from the temple, while the man stood beside me. The voice said to me, Son of man, this is where my throne shall be. This is where I will set the soles of my feet 
Here I will dwell among the Israelites forever. Never again shall they and their kings profane my holy name with their harlotries and with the corpses of their kings, their high places. When they placed their threshold against my threshold and their doorpost next to mine, so that only a wall was between us, they profaned my holy name by their abominable deeds. Therefore I consumed them in my wrath. From now on, they shall put far from me their harlotry and the corpses of their kings, and I will dwell in their midst forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their sins, both its measurements and its design, and if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the form and the design of the temple, it, its exits and entrances, all its statutes and laws. Write these down for them to see that they may carefully observe all its laws and statutes. This is the law of the temple. Its whole surrounding area on the mountaintop shall be most sacred. Say to that rebellious house, the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Enough of all these abominations of yours, O house of Israel. You have admitted foreigners, uncircumcised, both in heart and flesh, to my sanctuary to profane it when you offered me food, fat, and blood. Thus you have broken my covenant by all your abominations. Instead of caring for the service of my temple, you have appointed such as these to serve me in my sanctuary in your stead. Thus says the Lord God, No foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and in flesh, shall ever enter my sanctuary. None of the foreigners who live among the Israelites. The glory of the Lord entered the temple by the eastward gate, and, and the, the house, house of God, God was, was filled with his splendor. His parents took the child Jesus into the temple, and, and the, the house, house of God was filled with his splendor. A reading from a sermon on pastors by St. Augustine, Bishop. Christ is your shepherd and judge. He judges between his own sheep and other sheep. My sheep, he says, hear my voice and follow me. In this statement, I find that all good shepherds are one in the one shepherd. It is not that good shepherds are lacking. They are there in the one shepherd. When we speak of many, we refer to those who are divided from each other. Here, only one is spoken of, because in this passage, unity is commended. The reason why shepherds are not mentioned here, but only one shepherd, is not because the Lord has failed to find anyone to whom to entrust his sheep. He entrusted the sheep to Peter because he found Peter. Indeed, in the case of Peter, he also commended the unity of the flock. There were many apostles, and yet to one only did he say, Feed my sheep. Do not imagine that there will be no more good shepherds, or that we shall find them lacking, or that the Lord's mercy will not produce and establish them.
Certainly, if there are good sheep, there are also good shepherds. Good sheep give rise to good shepherds. But all good shepherds are one in the one good shepherd. They form a unity. If only they feed the sheep, Christ is feeding the sheep. The friends of the bridegroom do not speak with their own voice, but they take great joy in listening to the bridegroom's voice. Christ himself is the shepherd when they act as shepherds. I feed them, he says, because his voice is in their voice, his love in their love. When he entrusted his sheep to Peter as one person to another, Christ chose to make Peter one with himself. He wanted to entrust him with the sheep in such a way that he himself might be the head, and Peter might represent the body, that is, the church. As bridegroom and bride, Christ and the church were to be two in one flesh. Accordingly, what does he say before he entrusts the sheep to Peter, as to someone who is not separate from himself? Peter, do you love me? He answered, I love you. And again, do you love me? He answered, I love you. And a third time, do you love me? He answered, I love you. He receives an assurance of love in order to establish unity. Christ is the one shepherd who is one with the other shepherds and in whom they themselves are one. Shepherds are not mentioned, but they are not passed over. Shepherds have cause for pride, but if anyone boasts, it should be in the Lord. This means that Christ should be the shepherd, that they should be shepherds for Christ, shepherds in Christ, not shepherds for themselves apart from Christ. When the prophet said, I will feed my sheep, it was not because of a lack of shepherds, as though he were foretelling those evil times to come and saying, I have no one to whom I can entrust my sheep. At a time when Peter himself, and the apostles too, were alive in the body, Christ, the one in whom alone all are one, said this, I have other sheep that are not of the sheepfold. I must bring them in as well, so that there may be one flock and one shepherd. All shepherds should therefore be one in the one good shepherd. All should speak with the one voice of the one shepherd, so that the sheep may hear and follow their shepherd, not this or that shepherd, but the one shepherd. All should speak with one voice in Christ, not with different voices. Brethren, I beg all of you to say the same thing, and to have no dissensions among you. The sheep should hear this voice, a voice purified from all schism, freed from all heresy, and so follow their shepherd who says, my sheep hear my voice, and follow me. Do not abandon your flock, O Lord. You are our good shepherd. You never sleep. You watch over us always. With your loving mercy, O Lord, protect us from our deceitful enemy, the devil. You are our good shepherd. You never sleep. You watch over us always. Father, guide us as you guide creation according to your law of love. May we love one another and come to perfection in the eternal life prepared for us. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. 
22 minutes before the hour, and we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time, September 24th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord asks the disciples a question, and we hear Peter's very brief but very profound profession of faith. From the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do the people say that I am? John the Baptist, but others say Elijah, and others that one of the old prophets has risen. But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. But he charged and commanded them, to tell this to no one. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Now, we can't really do anything about the past or the future. Right now, the present moment is the only time that we can sanctify. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. We have a lot to do if we are to present ourselves before our Father God with our hands full of fruit. Sacred Scripture teaches us in one of the readings for today's Mass that for everything there is a season. People frequently become engrossed in activities that have little to do with the responsibilities which they have at hand. For example, despite an apparent physical proximity, a father can be far away from his children when they are in most need of his attention. A student may allow his imagination to range far beyond the subject matter before him. He thereby fails to use his study time to good advantage and wastes his energies on chimerical pursuits and worries. Time is very precious because time quickly passes away. It is a testing ground for our eternal destiny. Our fate depends to a large extent on our fidelity to our duties in life. Time is a gift from God. He invites us to prove our love for Him in a free and determined fashion. We should therefore be miserly in our use of time. We should use it well by working with love and intensity. A Christian should never give in to sloth or boredom. It is fine for us to rest whenever necessary, but we should always have our eyes fixed on our final resting place in heaven. One of the readings of today's Mass invites us to live our life in the presence of God. Everything has its proper time, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to keep silence 
and a time to speak. We can waste our time by doing whatever we want instead of what God wants. For example, we might spend time at our place of work when we are needed at home. Conversely, we might choose to read the newspaper when we should be working. The life of each man and woman exists in the present moment. These are the only moments which we can truly sanctify. The past and the future only exist in our imagination. The memory of our past can inspire us to acts of contrition or thanksgiving, yet even these prayers take place in the reality of the present. We should not become overwrought by future events because they may not come to pass. In any event, we will have the grace of God when we need it. The secret to building the city of God within us is this. We have to build on a brick-by-brick basis in the reality of the present moment. This is the only time which God gives us to sanctify. We must live the present moment with love, with full concentration. What a wonderful offering this will be to the Lord. Let us not miss this opportunity. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall declare your praise. 
for in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, Lord you, will you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you, God, is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord. Saved forever, you shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As was, it was in the, in the beginning, beginning, is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory.
Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, Open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us us go into God's God's presence, singing singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear, things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander, and malice of every kind. In place of these, be kind to one another, compassionate, and mutually forgiving, just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be Be merciful merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At At daybreak, be be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet 
into, into the, the way, way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Through his cross, the Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Christ, rising sun, warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Keep guard over our thoughts, words, and actions. And make us pleasing in your sight this day. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness. And cleanse us from our iniquities. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection, fill us with the consolation of the Spirit. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, the weekend is right around the corner. Keep it holy and keep Sunday Mass in your weekend plans. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. We'll do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.